the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This heavenly body of Christ, the church, the assembly, was a revelation that Shaul Paul received from the Lord as well. So, visions and revelations Paul received so many times, which he conveys it to the, the Ephesians, to the, his brethren, uh, the Jewish people in the city of Jerusalem, in the book of Acts, and here in Second Corinthians, he revealed the revelation that he had received and the experience that he had had in paradise, in uh, paradisos, in heaven. So now notice that. We read in verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 2, God honored Shaul Paul by not only showing him visions, but also he honored him by taking him to heaven and back down to earth. That is unusual experience that a normal individual do not experience. This was unique to a few individuals in biblical history of whom we read. And so, for example, in the book of Revelation, we read of Yohanan, John, that he received visions. And you remember the Lord said to him, come up hither in chapter 4 of the book of Revelation. Here we see how God honored Paul by taking him to heaven and then brought him back to earth. Notice Paul says in verse 2, I knew a man in Christ. Notice he doesn't say, it's me. He said, I, Paul, no. But he, because of his humble attitude, he doesn't want to mention that the fact that it was him. So he's saying, I know a man. I know a man in Christ, in Mashiach, about 40 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to, to the third heaven. So in verse 2, the apostle Paul, using a third person, but applying it really, he's speaking of himself, but because he didn't want to exalt himself, he uses this in a third person. And he says, notice that, I knew a man in Christ about 40 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether it is out of the body I cannot tell, but God knoweth of such a one that was caught up to the third heaven. Now this is extremely interesting, beloved brothers and sisters. It was about 14 years earlier, we can say it about 43, 44 AD, sometimes after the Apostle Shaul Paul departed from Tarsus. After chapter 9, he received the revelation from Yeshua the Messiah and, and he received salvation. He became a child of God. And after chapter 11 and onward in the book of Acts, then we find out that Apostle Paul is now looking back to the period of time some 14 years earlier from the time that he writes Second Corinthians, 
and he's uh, speaking to the Corinthians and telling them how that uh, 14 years ago, whether it was in the body, meaning that whether he was taken with his body to heaven or, notice, out of the body or with his spirit out of his body. So whether it was entirely with the body or without the body in the spirit, he's saying, I would like you to know that such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And you notice this, beloved brothers and sisters, this expression, the third heaven is very interesting because the first heaven is the sky and the clouds which we see before us, right? As we lift up our eyes and we look to heaven, in Hebrew it is called Shamaim. We look to the heavens, to the Shamaim, and we see what is before us. We see the sky, we see the clouds, and uh, it is kind of evident before us. That that first heaven is really the sky and the clouds that are set before us. The second heaven would be the the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, the outer space beyond, although we can see the stars and we can see the sun and the moon, but it is really outside of what is known to us to be the first heaven. The second heaven would be the, the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, the in the outer space. And Paul and knew that he was taken to the third heaven, beyond the sky and the cloud, beyond the stars, the sun, and the moon in the atmospheric heaven. He, he was caught up to the third heaven. And the third heaven, beloved brothers and sisters, is God's abode. It is, according to verse 4, called paradisos, or paradise. In Hebrew, the word is pardes. It is the immediate presence of God. Extremely interesting to see how the apostle Shaul Paul is informing the Corinthian of an event that took place. And the reason that he is informing them concerning that is because he wanted them to see how much blessed they were and how he who could exalt himself came to them in simplicity and present before them the gospel leading them to Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Now, there's a verse that I want to read in First Kings chapter 8 and verse 30. You remember there when uh, Shlomo, Solomon, finished to build the temple in the city of Yerushalayim. We read in verse 30 of 1 Kings chapter 8, the words of King Solomon who said, Hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people. Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, namely the temple in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. You see, beloved brothers and sisters, 
heaven is God's dwelling place. And Shaul Paul knew that because being a Hebrew, being a Parush, a Pharisee, he knew very well that this heaven beyond the first heaven, which is the sky and the cloud, beyond the atmospheric heaven, which is the stars, sun and moon, the outer space, this is the third heaven according to 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 30. It is the dwelling place of God. In the Psalms we read, in Psalm 2 and verse 4 we read, He that sitteth in the heavens shall live. The Lord shall have them in derision. The psalmist of Israel says, Look, the one that sits in the heavens, this is God. He will laugh at those that turn against him. He will have them in derision, those that oppose him and oppose his word. So, the first heaven is really that which is set before us. What we see, the sky and the clouds, right here, the heaven, the immediate here before us, the atmospheric heaven that is right before us. Then we have the second heaven, it is the celestial heaven, which is the outer space, it's beyond here. It is where the stars, the sun and the moon and the many, many planets are there. But the third heaven is the home of God, is where God dwells as King Shlomo said in 1st King chapter 8 and verse 30. In the book of Hebrews we read, and I think I should read this verse to us all, in Hebrews chapter 9, there in verse 24, we read, Beloved brothers and sisters, we read that for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, This is after Yeshua, the Messiah, finished the work of redemption. So he didn't enter into a place made with hand, which are the the figures of the true, but he entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Beloved brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is appearing in the presence of God for us, and Paul presents this men, I knew a man in Christ before 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knows, such a one caught up to the third heaven, God's abode, God's home, the Father's house is another expression that we first hear of it in John chapter 14. So in God's presence, there are blessings. In God's presence, there is a blessing and joy and sin is not there. And beloved brothers and sisters, in a unique way, Paul is presenting that person in Christ was taken to heaven, was caught up to heaven, And he is now beginning to expound to the Corinthians what took place there. Now, to remind you again that in the presence of God there are blessings. 
In the presence of God, there is no longer any sadness and sorrow and sin. But you see, also, in the spirit realm, there are also places for those who rejected God, who died and left this world without sins forgiven. We have Gehenom, Gehenna. We have Hades. We have the abyss and the lake of fire where eventually all the unregenerated individuals will spend eternity, sadly. But that's the reality that we have in the Word of God. In fact, the book of Revelation, is uh, it almost closes the whole Word of God in chapter 20, we sadly read of those that will end up to be ushered into eternity, into the spirit realm, where there are places where unbelievers will spend eternity there. We read in verse 15, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Very sad, beloved brothers and sisters. But Paul is presenting here now paradise. He is presenting here the third heaven. And he's presenting himself in the third person, I knew a man in Christ. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And so now, as he mentioned this in verse 2, from verse 3 onward, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul was Continuing to share with the Corinthian, he says in verse 3, he said, I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knows. He says, really, he himself do not know, but God knows how he had taken him to heaven for a specific reason, beloved brothers and sisters. We learn from verse 4, he says, Paul, that he was caught up into paradise. Notice he used the word paradisos in the Greek, paradise to be the third heaven. The third heaven is paradise. And this person that were caught up to paradise, to the third heaven, he heard, listen to this, verse 4, unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Notice that? Unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to even utter. And so from verse 4 we learn that Paul was caught up into paradise. Paul heard unspeakable words which is not ordinarily being spoken. It's not something that normally being spoken. And then we learn from this that the fact that this is the place where God is, where the Lord Jesus, the Messiah is, this paradise is a place where the beauty of God is and the peace, the shalom is there and the Messiah is there and the blessing that all the believers will enjoy when the time comes and the Lord will take us to be with Him in heaven. Read in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are seated with Christ, with the Messiah in heaven. We also read in Ephesians 2, verse 21 and 22, that we have a position in heaven. And we also know 
that while we are not yet taken to heaven, the promise here that we will one day be taken to be with the Lord Jesus the Messiah in heaven. Paul experienced this for a short season for a purpose, but we have this assurance that Shaul Paul and all believers will one day go to meet the Lord and to be with him in heaven. Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, said to the disciples in John 14, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mentioned. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself that, listen, where I am, there ye may be also. Oh, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, this is the promise that all believers receive because we receive the forgiveness of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who paid for our sin and sin. We trusted in Him, and the promise is that all those that belong to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, will have everlasting life and will spend eternity with the Lord in heaven. So, now in verse 5, Shaul Paul continued to say to the Corinthians, he did not want to glory in this, but he rather gloried in his own infirmities. So in verse 5, after we read that he knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or, or whether it is out of the body I cannot tell, but God knows such an one was caught up to the third heaven, to paradisos, to paradise, to pardes in Hebrew, to a place of the garden of blessing, the heavens of heavens, the Father's house. The place where the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, who enter into the immediate presence of God, to heaven. Now in verse 5 and 6, Paul now says, in verse 5, Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. Again, notice how Paul directs the attention away from himself and away from all the glory that he have experienced and the vision that he have seen and the revelation that he received. And he's saying, look, if I'm going to glory, I'm going to glory or to be uh, to boast in my infirmity because God do not want me to boast in all the unique places and the, and the unique privileges that he had given to me. He Want me to be a servant, to minister to you, and to, if I'm going to boast in anything, although I've seen much and I receive many revelations, I'm going to boast in my infirmities. And so in verse 6, Paul did not want anyone thinking too much of him. You know how natural it is for us to seek to have the preeminence to seek to glory in ourselves, to seek to take, you know, a, a high place, and God resists the proud, He gives grace unto the humble, and Paul is a good example. So in verse 6, For though I would desire to glory, 
I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, and lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be, or that he heareth of me. You see, brothers and sisters, it is very natural for us all to follow men and to exalt men, but Paul wanted to exalt the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. And he didn't want that the Corinthians will be occupied with himself, but he wanted the Corinthians to be occupied with the one who saved them, namely the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. And so he's saying, lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be, or that he hears of me. And now notice what he says. Not only he showing to us that God had honored him by giving him the privilege to be caught up to the third heaven, to God's abode, to the place where the heaven of heavens, where the Messiah Yeshua is, for a specific reason, to receive revelations that are unique, such as the truth of the ecclesia, of the heavenly company, the church, which was not known before, but was revealed to the apostle Shaul Paul in his days when he was caught up to a third heaven. But now, because of all the revelation that he received, we learn that not only did God honor him, but God also caused Paul to be humbled. He humbled Paul. And so verses 7 and 8 we read, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. So, Notice this, beloved brothers and sisters. The Apostle Paul received such revelation beyond a comprehension. So because of this, the Lord have allowed him to experience suffering. You see, sometimes believers suffer because of our own foolishness. But sometimes God allow us to suffer in order to build a godly character in our life. And that's what happened with Shaul Paul. This thorn in the flesh that he received, notice that he received it in order that lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. Now you notice that, he used the word in verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure. So we know that when he said in verse 2, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, that man was him. In verse 7, he's saying, lest I should be exalted above measure, they were given to me a thorn in the flesh. So he received abundance of revelations abundance of revelations that Paul received, information and revelation concerning the plan and the program of God, 
And in Acts 20, he used the expression, the whole counsel of God. And the whole counsel of God is in relationship to the church, to the heavenly company, to Israel, the earthly company, to the world, and God's dealing with the world. So lest I should be exalted above measure, Paul is saying, through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Notice this expression, there was given to me, it was a gift. Now we don't look at challenges and maybe suffering the time as a gift from God, but there was given unto him, Paul is saying here. And notice a thorn in the flesh. That expression, a thorn, is almost like a peg in the flesh. And the flesh here does not necessarily mean the flesh that is upon the bones in our bodies. But the flesh can also mean the sin nature that we have. In other words, you see, Paul elsewhere said, for example, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, that flesh in Galatians 5.16 speak about the sin nature that we have. In verse 17 of Galatians 5, Paul continued to say, The flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. So the believer's flesh is the old nature, and the spirit is the new nature, the divine nature that we have. And there is a constant conflict between the flesh and the spirit. And therefore, beloved brothers and sisters, therefore the Apostle Paul is saying that he received a thorn in the flesh, and notice that, the messenger of Satan to buffet me or to blow me, lest I, notice that again, lest I should be exalted above measure. So again we learn that twice in verse 7, the I... Of verse 7, that is Paul, is the one that the man in Christ which he knew, 